This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Talk money to me. Welcome to Talk Money To Me. This is your financial need-to-know podcast. I'm your co-host, Candice Burke. And I'm Felicity Thomas. And we're really excited to bring you once again one of our favourite episodes, our order pad. Now, I know we haven't done this in a while, so we'll give you a bit of a recap. In these episodes, Candice and I discuss listed companies which have caught our eye. Maybe their companies display an impressive growth numbers that we simply can't ignore. Perhaps the business recently reported solid financial figures. Are they in an interesting sector? with a lot of potential? Or has the market oversold these shares, leading us to the conclusion that now is an ideal time to buy these businesses or buy more? Well, one thing's for sure right now, Felicity, the market has been sold off quite a lot lately. In fact, you know, there's a couple of stocks that we're going to be pitching today, which we think are good buying opportunities, but there's a lot out there because of the market's re-rating. So the NASDAQ index has actually now come off nearly 30%. So beginning of the year 2022, it's actually off 28%. And the small odds index, similarly off 24% year to date. But amidst the sell-off, two businesses which have caught our eye, both actually falling in these uh, indexes. And we're going to talk about why they're a buy and explain why we like the business models. But as always in our episodes and particularly our order pad episodes, as we're talking about stocks and financials and the outlook, please note that our chat is not considered personal advice, even though we are registered financial advisors at Shore and Partners. Please note that this podcast and the content discussed does not constitute as financial advice, nor is it a financial product. In fact, the content discussed on the podcast is general in nature and you should always go out there and seek professional appropriate advice before making your decisions. In fact, all companies discussed on our show are offered in good faith based on the facts known at the time. So today is the 12th of the 7th, 2022, and it does not contain all relevant information in respect to the financial product to which they relate. Yep. So long, long, long legal disclaimer. Just don't take this as personal advice. We're having a general educational chat about stocks we're liking at the moment. That's it. And we want to add it to the order pad. So here we go. Felicity, kick us off. What company are you bringing to the order pad this week? So my stock isn't actually covered by Shore and Partners. However, our analysts in a recent morning meeting pitched their top ideas for FY23. And I was pleasantly surprised when one analyst said, play side. I was actually kind of jumping out of my seat in a conservative way in a yeah, boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> now, the code is PLY on the ASX. And when it listed, it was a profitable Melbourne-based game developer. Hang on, profitable. So not speculative? No, it wasn't speculative. Um, it was profitable then and it still has great revenue growth. Okay, so Playside kind of gives away the name, but tell us exactly kind of what the business does in a nutshell. Playside is in esports and gaming. It develops 
develops both its own games and partners with movie studios like Walt Disney, Pixar and Universal Studios to develop branded gaming content. Now, this is a company that our clients and myself have actually been invested in for a while because in my opinion, it's an absolute no-brainer. That's your word. I know. You're stealing my words. All right. I know you're happy to see Playside. So am I. So run us through it. Why is it a no-brainer, do you think? All right. So I'll tell you a little bit about the company first, and then I'll give you my key points as to why it's a buy. So Playside actually listed on the ASX on the 17th of December, 2020 at 20 cents. Now, we started buying for our clients early 2021 around the 33 to 45 cents level, and it's actually reached peaks of $1.42. And also a 52-week low of 28 cents. Um, so that's some quite some big swings there. Now, the market cap is currently 88 million. Now, if you're already a shareholder, you might be a little bit concerned as the share price has dropped over 40% in the last quarter. So it's a little bit of setback, but I'll tell you why you shouldn't really be worried. Yeah, I mean, that's not a nice pullback, right? But as we started the episode, a lot of the, the indexes are off quite a bit. So But we see this a lot in the micro cap space, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, this company has a really proven track record. It was actually established in 2011 and is one of Australia's largest independent video game developers. They've actually got over 70 game creators and staff that work at play. Uh, They've got office in Queensland, actually, and they've got a portfolio of over 50 games across mobile, virtual reality, augmented reality and PC platforms. I can imagine it'd be a really fun office place to work for, right? I know. I think so. We need to go visit. Maybe after this podcast they might invite us. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope so. Now, they have a really interesting work for hire model. Okay, so what are the recent milestones that you want to highlight? They acquired the intellectual property rights of the Beans Dumb Ways to Die franchise at the end of 2021, which actually drew a lot of attention to this company as it launched its own NFT to passionate gamers and followers. Why is this important? As the launch of the Beans NFT effectively enabled Play to crowdfund its game development, they actually made $8.4 million on this collection in February of this year. On that game alone? On the NFT, yeah. Now, they're currently working on the Bean MMO, which is Beanland, as well as Bean Pets, and a 3D, <laughs> and a 3D wallet, which started in January. I love these names. I know. <laughs> I know. So... What was really quite interesting, if you had a bean, you can get a bean pet that will actually accompany their beans in bean land and follow (laughs) them around for all of the excitement. Gosh, actually saying that out loud really makes me laugh. Is it targeted for kids? Do we know? No, it's not. So you'll get your bean in bean land and have your bean pet. I don't, think I've said, I don't think I've said bean so many times in my life. <laughs> um, and also another really exciting thing is they've got exclusive license to develop and publish the Godfather and Legally Blonde game. This is very exciting for me because I actually, the Godfather is one of my favourite, favourite movies. Um, now, Legally Blonde entered the soft launch phase already with a hard launch at the end of Q4 this year. And the Godfather will do a soft launch Q4 this year with a hard launch Q4. Q1, uh, FY23. I can just imagine what these games are going to entail, right? I know you should actually see um, the imagery for it. It looks really, really realistic and really cool. So, I mean, I might actually have a little play. Well, games have come such a long way. They look like a Marvel movie now, like an actual blockbuster, right? Compared to the little, did you ever play that game on your first phone where it was like the snake going around biting? Oh, the Nokia? 
Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. That's all you could really do with your Nokia. Okay, so gaming, right? What about the metaverse and playing into, you know, other social media platforms? Yeah, so look, their work for hire deals, and they've actually got quite a lot of exciting ones going on. Um, they've actually successfully extended and significantly expanded its work for hire deal with meta platforms, which is the old Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the initial work for hire agreement with meta actually involved the conceptualization, creation and development of prototype explorations and game services on Meta's Horizon Worlds platform. And the new agreement actually extends that for another 16 months. So that's really, really exciting for Playside. Playside is provided with a separate six-month contract to also provide a new virtual reality initiative for Meta to be delivered in October of this year. So it seems like Meta really likes Playside. Now, the second work for hire deal, which is also very exciting and very relevant to this conversation, is a 10-month work for hire contract with Activation Blizzard. Yes, that's that is a funny coincidence because the stock that I'm going to go through is actually going to be all about this announcement. So that's it. Stay tuned. So a little bit about Activation Blizzard. If you haven't already heard of it, it's actually one of the largest game development and interactive entertainment content publishers globally, and has been taken over by surprise, surprise, Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> now the deal is strategically significant for Playside in that it adds to the competitive tensions for its work for higher resource given recent deals with Take-Two Interactive and obviously Meta, as well as being further testament to the company's capabilities, right? If all of these big businesses are working with Playside, that brings a lot of credibility. Now, Activation Blizzard is a major player in the gaming space. Their portfolio consists of names that you would have heard of, right? Uh, First-person shooters, Call of Duty, Overwatch, um, World of Warcraft, that's one that definitely everyone's heard of, as well as titles like Candy Crush. I confess I used to play it. Yeah, I think I think it was you that was playing. That yeah, was playing. I was really good at it at one stage. Were you? Now, yeah. Playside will perform a co-development role, so production, engineering, UI development. Now, they've also got other work for hire deals in the mix, which is with 2K Games you would have heard of, Shiba Inu and Wax. It's funny that we've both gone down the gaming route because um, I guess in the last week doing a bit of research on, on this sector, so in the last, I guess, couple of months, so in the US, in particular, Call of Duty was actually the sixth most downloaded game in the month of May. And what surprised me was number one was Lego Star. So Lego, sorry, was number one was Lego, the Star Wars, the new Skywalker saga. But that's interesting, the Star Wars saga. It's and But COD has still been one of the most successful games out there, which is really impressive. Look, all of this is well and good, right? But you kind of want to look at the financials in this current market. So I think what's really important is Playside has extremely fast revenue growth, growing by 70% over the last 12 months. Now, the latest Q3 FY22 financials reported record 403% increase in quarterly revenue to 13.76 million. They also generated a record 14.77 million cash from customers during the quarter and a strong increase of 642% on PCP and 167% Q on Q. Now, what's also really important in this current climate is a strong cash position. So they are very strong on the balance sheet, 40.13 million as of the 31st of March 22. Now, their unaudited commercial revenue for the nine months through to March 22 actually grew rapidly as well to 23.16 compared to 7.76 mil in the nine months through to March 2021. Wow. So, so that is 199% increase. Now, Candice, are you ready for this. Mm -hmm. Zero debt. 
right? Love it. Zero debt. It's funny, like I know this business and I know it well for our clients in the portfolio, but just listening to those numbers again and how impressive their high growth margin is, it's exciting. That's it. And look, their cash burn, ha- like if we want to look at negatives, the cash burn has also really increased significantly. But again, we're not really concerned due to this extremely high revenue growth. Now, Playside really has a cash runway of about three to four years, but a lot of analysts believe it'll actually reach cash flow break even well before then. So I think with all of that being said, the work for hire continues its very strong contribution to revenue and profitability, a lot of credibility. And although we don't cover it at Shore and partners, other analysts do with the buy. Now, the bullish price target is $1.30. Consensus is around $0.90. Cents. The current price is around $0.60. Cents. So upside uh, from current price is at about 116%, which is huge. Yeah, wow. Love a good triple digit upside. But as we said at the context of this episode, look, everything is is off quite a bit and your high, high growth names are as well. But great to see that, you know, the valuations are, are stacking up in, in this type of market. So upside of 100 16. Let's go. That's it. Now that's enough from me. So we're actually going to hear Candice's top pick from one of our analyst series. But before we do, we're just going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, Candice, what is your stock pick for the Autopad? All right, so kind of we, we've already alluded to it, but I'm going to go with the giant software name on the NASDAQ, uh, and that's Microsoft. MSFT is the code for those of us not familiar with it, but I'm pretty sure we nearly all are, right? We should be. Market cap of $1.9 and it's currently trading around $264 US per share. Now, I'm sure we're all familiar with the company, but just turning back the clock, the very famous Bill Gates and Paul Allen started Microsoft back in 1975 at the dawn of the personal computer era. And it really kind of kickstarted the PC operating system and software sector that we know today. So the company's Windows operating system came to dominate the PC landscape. It's expanded over the many years into different services and productivity, mainly known today for productivity software, server software, the cloud, internet, service providers, gaming, we're going to talk about lots of gaming and obviously PC hardware and accessories. You know what? I think it's very safe to say that nearly everyone at some point in their lifetime has used Microsoft product. To be honest, even when I had a Mac computer, I still had Microsoft downloaded on it. Right? That's right. You got you got to pay for the Windows and all the other That's, tools that we use. We need it all, right? So, Candice, can you let us know why are you really liking Microsoft right now for the Autopad? Look, they are the language for business, right? Nearly every 
business, enterprise, government, whatever it is, they're using Microsoft in some form. And when Bill Gates did step away from the business, you know, there was a lot of concern. He was the the lifeblood of the company. But all those negative Nancys have really been proven wrong because the current CEO, Satya Nadella, took the reins back in 2014 and has done an astounding job leading Microsoft into the cloud computing era. So to answer your question, there is a lot that I like about the business model, but I want to narrow it down just for this episode to three key reasons. Number one, cloud software. Number two, gaming. And number three, cybersecurity. Okay, great. So we've got three points that we're going to get through. So talk us through cloud software. The company cloud offering today really comprises of Azure Infrastructure Services, Office 365, which is what we were just referring to, and Dynamics Enterprise Software. Also, fun fact, Microsoft owns LinkedIn, Skype, and GridHub. So if you're thinking about thematic investing, right, which a lot of people do, cloud computing has been one of the strongest growing segments of the tech sector and given much of the world's digital data and software applications, you know, and it's all basically seeing upside continuous growth in its forecast. So still growing massive sector. Okay. So how much are businesses really spending on cloud software services? It's estimated that businesses are spending about $494.7 billion so far in 2022, which is a growth year on year of about 20%. Yeah, look, that's no question in my mind that software is a great theme to be invested for for future growth. So where does Microsoft sit in the competitive landscape of the cloud? Yeah, very good question. So Microsoft is gaining on Amazon Web Server, which is obviously the number one player in this space. In the first quarter, Amazon service um, providers was actually owning 33% of the market share or dominating, I should say. And Microsoft was coming in second place at 21% market share. And what about any other competitors in this space that we need to be worried about? Can't ignore Google. So Alphabet, they have the Google Cloud product. And also in China, you've got Alibaba and Tencent. So Microsoft is obviously very dependent for their cloud business um, for the Azure and Office 365 to support the overall growth rate. Okay. And so you talk about the growth rate. How are these products holding up currently? So the Azure growth rate is not down ticking. So that's good. That's what analysts are telling us at the moment. Very good. Yeah. I'm going to um, add a little caveat though. We are very close to the next um, earning season. So this all could change in two weeks time, right? Yeah. Hence the disclaimer. <laughs> hence the disclaimer at the top. But what the opinion on the street at the moment is the company continues to call out strength, you know, broad-based strength in the growth um, of their backlog or volume commitments in the continued migration of T1 workloads from on-premise data into the cloud, right? So going from traditional into the cloud. So that being said, however, with the climate that we're in, investors are quite rightly questioning the durability of the growth going forward, mainly because you've got ding, 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 more competitors in this space as always. So, you know, weakness flagged by cloud proxies such as Snowflake and MongoDB. Um, That's also employed usage or consumption-based models. Yeah, but think about it. Microsoft is such a giant. I mean, these companies could easily just be bought out, right? Correct. It really comes down to, you know, Amazon and Microsoft, in my opinion. 
And obviously third place Google. That's it. And look, we really like Snowflake as a business. Um, So that would be a nice little takeover. Well, that's true. The other point and the other kind of elephant in the room is, are these software businesses going to come off a material um, deceleration in revenue growth because of the COVID crisis that we've had? You know, we're all um, we're all going working from home more. So is this going to slow down? So I don't know. I've not noticed that. I mean, people are still really working from home a lot. That's true. And I think in particular the US, they're trying to come up with this like three-two arrangement. Yeah, which right? is nice. Yeah. So businesses are really kind of. In incentivizing you to come back to the workplace. I know in Australia that's that's definitely happening here and a lot of our listeners are Australian based. So we shall see what happens. So you also mentioned point two, right? You're really keen on Microsoft giving, given their gaming exposure. Now there's no doubt that gaming is an attractive, lucrative sector. So Candice, could you elaborate a little bit further on why gaming for Microsoft? Yeah. That's right. In fact, the global gaming market generated 180.3 billion, 180 bill back in 2021, thanks COVID, um, according to lots of research houses, which they're also predicting the gaming revenue will soar even more to 218.8 billion by 2024. Lots wow. of people at home playing COD. That's it. <laughs> so at the moment, it's estimated that around the world, 2.96 billion people are playing a form of a digital game, um, whether it's on the console, computer, mobile device, and that number is also going to increase to about 3.9 billion in 2022. Wow. About a third of the planet's population is obsessed with the game at right now, as we're speaking. That is a lot of billions. Um, now, we think of gaming, right? We think of Sony, Nintendo, Activation Blizzard, but not necessarily Microsoft. Yeah, but I think that's going to change, right? So a lot of our listeners may not know that Microsoft actually first ventured into the video gaming world back in 2001 with the release of the Xbox console. And it's now in its fourth generation, enjoying 14% jump in sales in the previous third quarter. Today, the Microsoft gaming division headed up by CEO Phil Spencer now comprises of 23 different game design and software studios and hundreds and hundreds of games. So their their subscription-based model business is proving to be a winner. There's more than 25 million customers worldwide with nearly 10 million having streamed games on the Xbox cloud gaming service. You're either a PlayStation household or an Xbox household, right? And as you mentioned earlier, uh, this year in Jan 2022, Microsoft announced their plan to buy Activation Blizzard for a whopping $68.7 billion. And you were talking about it. So they're well known for Call of Duty, World of Warcraft and Candy Crush. Which we discussed how obsessed you were with Candy Crush. Yes. <laughs> but now but you I, gra- have- I graduated. That's it. Now you don't have that much time on your hands. Uh, so you can't play it as much. The Microsoft CEO um, framed it as the largest acquisition ever as a boost to the company's growing metaverse strategy. What would be interesting, I reckon Microsoft might come after Playside. <laughs> yeah, look. You never know. <laughs> Nothing is out of its, you know, potential opportunity for that, I reckon. Um, so, it, w- yeah, you're right. It was a bit of a shock. It was sort of seen out of left field. But you can kind of see where Microsoft's going with this, right? If we look at one particular proportion of our population, Gen Z, right? So they spend on average twice as much time hanging out with friends in the metaverse than they do in real life. They've also said that more than half of them would like to experience making money in the metaverse. 33% of in fact would like to build a career in the metaverse. Right. And 20% of 
you know, the Gen Zen population are consuming all of the entertainment and such like in the metaverse and making actual purchases predicted for the next five years. It's crazy to think you can live your whole life online in the metaverse, buying assets, making money, building a career. Does that mean the same economic risk the global economy is facing will also factor into the gaming industry? Or can we just escape to the metaverse? (laughs) Yeah, we can all just escape to the metaverse. Yeah, no, it's a really interesting fact. And maybe in like 100 years time, we're going to have new economic theory about that, right? But for now, let's just Let's look at what we know, okay? Mm -hmm. So in terms of recession risk, which was everyone's factoring in, Microsoft um, has factored in for FY24 that they argue, you know, in one of the recent announcements, in fact, that the gaming industry is actually usually more resilient as consumers rotate into gaming because it provides low-cost high-value entertainment. So you can sit at home for a low entry cost, to be completely stimulated in terms of entertainment, video gaming, NFTs, metaverse, the whole thing. So as the company pointed out, however, the difference is the impact of inflation. So will consumers, you know, kind of answering the question that we just started on, will consumers rotate into the gaming sector more as gas and other commodities are rising? We shall see. So they don't want to leave the house because petrol's too expensive, so they'll just drive in the metaverse. (laughs) Might be a little bit cheaper. Exactly. I wonder how much gas is in the metaverses. <laughs> well, I guess you could just choose and you could have a really cheap petrol station. Maybe that's an idea for us. Listeners, don't steal that idea. <laughs> <laughs> but coming back to, I guess, the risks, right, um, and the opportunities, you know, gaming margins, they are under pressure because of the one rising cost, which is your gamer development salaries. They're obviously going up. They're hearing a lot about that in the market. But this is kind of also offset from a business opportunity for the tailwind in the subscription fees. So they can be rising, right? They have pricing power as a business, right? So all of these million consumers will just probably pay the extra $1 a month or whatever it is. So long-term, you know, I don't see this as a major risk. Um, And for the gaming sector, it's still going to grow in double digits is what they're forecasting. In fact, long-term growth of about 10% is what Microsoft is forecasting. Look, we love double digits. All right, so we've got a third point of why Microsoft for the AutoPad, cyber. Yes, correct. So just briefly, the reason, the third reason why I like Microsoft at the moment is their cybersecurity. So Microsoft's cybersecurity portfolio last estimated is to be worth of about $15 billion and growing 40%. And the company's claiming that the, sadly, the number of cyber attacks is up material year to date. For, for example, Microsoft is now seeing 900 plus passwords related attacks per second, which is up from 580 last year. And I think that's why we also have cybersecurity as such a big thematic uh, for the next 10, 20 years, because with more and more connected devices, there's more and more opportunities for cyber attacks. Yep. And the business, which I would argue is Microsoft, that can effectively go in into non-platforms and cross-pollinate for cybersecurity purposes is going to win, right? So Microsoft has reaffirmed that 785,000 security customers 
have experienced 50% year-on-year growth, tick, tick, tick. And in terms of their product suite, Microsoft has now broadened out to just be beyond the core identity model, um, but it's now looking at multi-platforms, multi-cloud effect to enable for an instance more Microsoft security products to be digested and integrated into infrastructure that's non-Microsoft data. So essentially they're becoming more multi-platform user-friendly to really help tackle the cybersecurity issue that we're facing. Yep. Yep. So really smart shift here. And you know me, I can't ignore the business metrics whenever I talk about a large cap like Microsoft, you know, the fundamentals are signaling a solid buy. So let's just take a quick look under the hood. So EPS of 7.97 was actually reported in June, 2021 and nicely, surprisingly love it. It's growing to $9.28 EPS for um, estimates of June, 2022. That's great. Revenue growth for their cloud software um, provider, Azure, expected to increase by 46% on year-to-date figures. Um, sales consensus also impressive, increasing from 160 mil last June to 198. Costs, as we alluded to, is going up, but not too dramatically. And expecting to return shareholders with all this uplift in sales, you know, to a payout ratio of about 1% um, dividend yield, which is not amazing when you think about the Australian context, but it is for a large cap US company, and it's currently paying about um, 0.8%. Return on assets, 18%. Return on equity, 37%. EBITDA margins expanding, lots of free cash flow, not a lot of debt to worry about of less than 20%. So all these estimates of the company um, and the fundamentals right now, it's probably going to um, hopefully be a surprise in a couple of uh, days time because they're expecting to release their latest numbers on the 26th of July. So let's see what those numbers entail. Looking at these kind of companies, it's a long-term game. So there's going to be short-term noise with everything that's going on, but this is you know a really solid business to have in your portfolio for the next 10, 20 years. All right. So that's really exciting. What about the upside and valuation? Can we expect the price targets to change potentially when they have additional and announcements later this month, but what are we kind of looking at now? Yeah, definitely. Like whenever there's um, announcements, obviously analysts around the globe are, are lifting their valuations or decreasing it, whatever it is, we're either surprised or not. The street at the moment um, has a consensus long-term growth rate of 15.8% for Microsoft. So, you know, to answer your question, Felicity, like you said, Microsoft still on a consensus basis is expected to grow 15%, which is fantastic. UBS, who we use for our US large cap research, has a price target of 330. Consensus, a little bit higher, 349.05, being about 30% upside from current price levels. So just to add one final point, if I can, that's quite interesting. Microsoft has a really good track record of actually beating expectations and surprising the markets. And that reaction leads to a share price jump, typically post-reporting. So for example, last time we heard um, Microsoft update their numbers, the average beat EPS was about 1.4%, which if you look back on the next day reporting, the share price jumped 4.8% shortly after. So fingers crossed, we're going to be nicely surprised this time around. Fingers crossed. So that's a wrap on our Autopad episode. We really hope you enjoyed listening to us go on about the world of gaming, software, cloud computing, uh, cybersecurity and esports. We'll be adding Playside and Microsoft to our Autopad portfolio and we'll monitor their progress. You know, it's a good reminder that soon our one year anniversary is actually coming up in September. We'll be planned to go through each position in the Autopad and discuss whether we are keeping it, selling it or topping it up. And look, it's been a pretty difficult year for us, right? 
we started it at the peak of the market and we'll probably be going through it at the bottom. <laughs> Stick with us to hear how we uh, dive deep into our one-year anniversary of the Autopad stocks. Please remember, although Felicity and I are financial advisors at Shore & Partners, our Autopad episode, you know, we obviously talk about a lot of investments and financial um, jargon and numbers. So please note our discussion today does not constitute as personal financial advice. As always, go out there and seek professional advice before you make your investment decisions. We created the Autopad portfolio really for a bit of fun and hopefully you're learning something along the way about these companies that we're reporting on and also your style of investing, you know, and what you like and don't like. That's it. Now, feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels or send us an email, which is displayed in the show notes below. Make sure you follow us on at Talk Money To Me podcast for daily market updates, which I think is even more important at this time. We would also appreciate a five-star review. Until next time, stay safe and look after your bean pets. <laughs> Bye, guys. Talk Money To Me is a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Talk Money to Me are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equity Mates Media does not operate under an Australian financial services license and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equity Mates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media and the hosts of Talk Money to Me acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.